Hi there, I'm Johnny Wrecker, and I play Fetter on Demon Days, an actual play podcast. Special thanks to Gordon McAlpin for creating the artwork for our show, and Arc Knight for providing us with minis and props for the table. That's A-R-C-K-N-I-G-H-T. And a hearty thanks to you, our audience, for all their support. Now, on with the show. Friends, fiends, have I got a story to tell. So give me your finest ale. Gods, no, not that one. That's garbage. Seriously, I've had swamp water that tastes better. Anyway, when last I spoke, our heroes had just completed their downtime activities and went to sleep for the night. Well, some of them did. <laughs> Dawn approaches our heroes, and this is where we'll begin these Demon Days. Daylight crests into Trost, bringing with it a nice nip in the air. The weather has gotten colder and a little bit more tumultuous. And as the daylight hits you and you wake up into the later parts of the morning, it's a pretty drab and gray and cold day. And yeah, you find yourself in your rooms with the day ahead of you. All right. I'm just kind of, I'm still inspecting my book. Okay. I'll head downstairs and see if... There's is there a continental breakfast here? What's the story? Because I will give them. I will if not. I'll ask if I can brew up some bean water. If I can make some coffee for myself <laughs> in the kitchen. Water. If they don't have. As you go downstairs, they're um, actually catered by uh, sausage <laughs> and ale. I, I've got some <clears throat> sausages in a to go bag, guys. Oh boy. Good morning, Lisa. Good you morning. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> how, how was your evening? It was awesome. How was yours? No, great. I slept very well. Uneventful. Yeah. I come downstairs, kind of like fixing my hair, <laughs> it's very like bed ragged, and like. Oh yeah, yeah I'll do a little the old Prestidigi pen. Suit <laughs> <laughs> up a little. Um, it's yeah. Great that you can make someone say something like that. I'm just eating a sausage. Just, <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. You seen a lot of it last night. Yeah. As far as uh, <laughs> continental breakfast fixings, there's not a whole lot. There's a some stale, some stale bread and some stale pastries, and poor Yarvish is at the hearth trying to cook up some kind of soup thing, uh, in preparation for people waking up in the morning. He looks like he just got there. Right. Um. Okay. So, squad huddle real quick. Um. So last night, as I was. You know, partaking, as it were. Um, I did manage to get a bit of a tip um, about um, a way to perhaps get things, uh, including ourselves, maybe up inside the uh, various different levels, um, more unnoticed, more off the radar. I feel like at this point we've kind of committed to Triss being our escort. And though I think we vex her slightly, I believe she's probably going to, at some point, make an appearance. So... We should at least, for purposes of uh, the necklace, um, I think, and that. But does anyone have any other things or 
they would need to go or places they'd want to uh, investigate, uh, maybe sight unseen? Not so much sight unseen. I need to make sure I stop by the uh, um, the forge. Right. Where Bran Bran is. And as far as sneaking into the upper echelon, I feel like we'll be better served if we're out in the open. Certainly. Um, we stand out as it is, and if we are noticed and we're not supposed to be there, that, that right. wouldn't be good. Cards on the table, uh, Yarvish has got his head firmly up his ass. Yeah, he's not listening in on this. No, he's too worried okay. about getting that soup done. Okay, cool. Uh, I'll just kind of lean in and be like, there is um, one thing that I've been tasked to, to uh, try to do before I leave the city. Uh, I uh, do apologize. Last time, I know the pants and the necklace got a little weird. and I'll try to at least, uh, some level, uh, involve you all at least in the awareness of what's going on. Now, I fully understand if... You guys have inferred enough about who I work for, uh, keeping your distance. I wouldn't blame you at all, but I don't want to constantly be sneaking off, um, you know. I quite enjoy hanging around with you a lot, for better or worse, so there's all that. I know uh, we have things to do outside the city, but I would love, perhaps, let's see what I can do today once we get the necklace back, and uh, kind of play it by ear, if you guys don't mind. I mean, <clears throat> after... After yesterday, I'm fine with whatever. I mean, it would involve probably going back to Soup Guy at some point. If I can go down into that space and take a look at more books, I'd be fine with that. Yeah, I'm sure something could be arranged. What uh, What are we talking about here? I'm not sure what you're... Um, right, you were off for some of that. The most magical soup you've ever had. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like soup. I work. It's hot soup. This place is literally called. Let me hot guess. Soup. I was just about literally to say it's hot, hot soup, soup is the name of the name it's, of the it's, place. It's, it Genius. is just it's like <laughs> hit over the head with a brick. You've probably heard. Case in point, I know Barney. Uh, is cold milk a bar? Is that does that exist? It might be. Um, if fee, not, we can Zafan. make it happen at some point. I'm sure. <laughs> Last night, the person with the pants and the necklace, and I was retrieving him for her. I am employed by Fee and her sister to do odd jobs here and there. So there's something fairly minor they've asked me to look into. and I'd like to do that. Just do my due diligence before we take off. About 20 minutes, three minutes or so. Well, we, well, we have some down, some time in the... Well, I probably would have done this before I came out of the room, but like, I'm, I'm going to gather my myself for the morning and um it's not so much praying for spells as it is because like i don't i don't pray <laughs> but um i'm curious what that is like now now that you've made your your oath mm -hmm. for now it ends up being more of a meditative trance and you find yourself gently flowing down a river a nondescript river you can the water's nice and cold the sun is hot on your back as you drift down it seemingly not tossed to and fro just gently gliding down the river and you see lots of greens and all that it doesn't make a lot of sense but as you wake out of it you feel a lot more at peace there's there's something that was like just soothing about that like more so than it has ever been it was kind of tough to leave <laughs> yeah no definitely um yeah this morning uh i'm still more focused than i was but i just seem like i'm happier this morning all right yeah everyone seems to notice that Especially considering where this whole thing began. Right. He stands straighter. Hmm. Chipper. And yeah, Triss arrives, walks in, and just kind of sighs audibly. Trissy, Triss, Triss. 
Just just make sure we don't yell, please. Thank you. It's oh, not no. yelling. It's called thaumaturgy. Do you want to see it? No, no, no. We need to whisper sweet if things I would have had, ears. If I'd have had a minute, right, I would have pushed Yarvish aside gently and yeah. brewed oh up my some gosh, coffee. What? Oh, yes. And uh, I'll offer Triss. Sure. She a tries. A coffee. She takes it and. Um, Good in the mornings. Help clear your head. Takes a few sips and brightens. Yes, this is. This is more my speed. If you're quiet, little hair of the dog, a little something stiff in there too, doesn't it? Uh, Thank you. We? Yeah, so let's get up there. Let's, uh, as we get up there, if you have any business along the way, make sure to do it. We'll take a leisurely pace up. She snaps her fingers and leads you on out. And you start making your way through the city. Um, on the way, I'd be like, uh, Tris, do you know, um, I have her name. It's Medusa. What's her? Talia. Talia, Talia Medusa. Medusa. Uh, do you know where Talia Medusa resides? Uh, do we need to... What, uh, uh, what is she, what is she known for? Sorry, what is she known for? Painter. <laughs> she looks like this, and I open the locket. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if I were to guess, I would say probably one of the dormitories up there. She paint. She painted uh, quite a few of the pieces on the ha- in the hall in the uh, in the inn. Oh, yes. those those were very nice. Yeah, uh, we could we can. Uh, there's I'm, there's an administrative building up there. Even the gate master uh, has all that information. So when we get up there, they'll know. I. Fair don't mind, I don't mind much of that place, but so on the way up, stop by the yeah, you uh, <clears throat> the forge and um, you see uh, you see Bramran hard at work, uh, chipper as always. <laughs> I don't know about chipper, but uh, he's he's kind of sullen and spacing out. Well, you are <laughs> a chipper until you're, he sees you. You're a chip off the old block, chipper. No, no <laughs> Mason jokes. No, stone. Is that a stonebreaker joke? That absolutely is. Are you making fun of my heritage? I don't think it's making it's fun a of. Story clan attempting to make a joke. <laughs> anyway, uh, no, he, he he's kind. Of, you see, when you walk up, you, you see him kind of. He's kind of spacing out with a very kind of grim look on his face, and uh, once he notices you, he kind of perks up a little. Uh, and, and appears to uh, cheer up a little, a little. So he says, "Hello, morning." I think we're growing on him. <laughs> how'd uh, how'd the glass do? He uh, he he kind of reaches behind the, the chair or the bench that he was seated on, and he uh, pulls out. Well, he pulls out the thing wrapped in uh, some some cloth and uh, opens it up to show you. Fantastic. Did you take it out this morning? I did. Thank you. I appreciate it. <clears throat> um, what's the What's the uh, Dragonborn's name again? Uh, Majira. Majira, I say. Majira. And I just kind of hold it up. I'm like, where should I put this? She uh, pops up because she was hammering away at something. She looks up. Uh, we have a, a shelving or something in the back. Just put it on there to cool off and all that stuff. Okay. You'll see other things that are a lot more designery. Uh, <clears throat> Put it there and it'll be it'll be good. Okay. So then, Yusuf, you'll have to come back a third time to retrieve it, or no? I'm actually selling it on commission. I'm I'm leaving it here for them to sell. No, very good. And and uh, Majiro does a wave, just kind of like what a dragonborn might do. It's not exactly the most graceful thing, but you catch it. Yeah. Set it up. Come back. We're uh, heading up heading up top. If uh, if you want to take a break and join us, uh, that's a that's what you said yesterday. A little fuzzy. We're heading <laughs> farther up top. Oh. Uh, yeah. Up is up. Tris chimes in. It's a chance to see the, the upper reach. 
All those bright young people learning things. It's amazing. I've been there once or twice. <laughs> I don't know what took you guys so long to get up there. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> fair. fair. <laughs> we get up there, it's all burned down. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, oops. Burned down by the campaign, big bad. Uh, oops. Uh, <laughs> yep. Yeah. So. Brandon, Joey? Sure. Uh, on the way, I am still, just because now I got a bug, incidental crime and also like thieves can't in signs, more of the sigil. Okay. Kind of based of it, of like, you know, so and so's whatever shop with like a something that would indicate that they're living that just, life. Just as you're going up, yeah. up the levels. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. You're on a perception? Sure, yeah. Okay. Roll that perception. Uh, 21. 21? Okay, yeah. We'll keep that in mind. Cool. All right. So, you guys make your way further into the city. There are three main roads within the second level of trust that lead up to the next by way of a massive ornate stair. The guard details surrounding these are heavier than you've seen before, with a lot more scrutiny dished out to people coming and going. You are stopped by a small regiment of guard as you reach the, the centermost stair. A captain in armor resembling a bear steps forward and speaks a few words with Triss. Uh, he's got a large volume and pen in hand. Uh, she is able to give him all the information he needs, and he nods you all through, although he looks at each and every one of you with a little bit of concern, but natural for a guard of his status. He says before you pass on, you are granted entry into the next level of trust under the condition that you return to this level or before or below before the curfew commences at sunset. This is to ensure the safety of those above us and maintain order within us. Yeah, all- yeah, I've heard it before. And I just kind of walk past him. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. And... I will listen. Chris kind of <laughs> pats his armor and leads I, you guys. I chuckle a little bit. I like, will listen very intently to this guy's <clears> spiel, <throat> uh, the tenor of his voice, and did at any point did Tris say his name? Mm, make another roll on that for, um, I guess, perception. Okay. Oh, natural one. Nope. Woo! Bear nope. guy. Nope. It was <laughs> bear guy. Senior <laughs> bear, bear guy. <laughs> his name is Barrel Gorilla. No. Oh, boy. No, just kidding. <laughs> oh, man. The stone stairway leads you up quite a distance to the next level of trust, which houses both, as you were told, the military ward and the upper reach. Upon arrival, you first notice a main street that runs the entire perimeter of this level, allowing you a breathtaking view of the city be- below as you travel. The military presence here is almost oppressive, with almost everyone you pass bearing the armor of a lion, a bear, an eagle, or a wolf. They all give you a glance before resuming their uh, attention to their patrols. Uh, Tris nods to a few of them as they walk by. She's very familiar with this area. The first building you notice up here is, and Tris points this out to you, the Tempest Citadel. It's a massive dome cathedral partially obscured by a large wall surrounding the perimeter. Patrolling on the tops of these of this wall and watching from evenly spaced outlooks are a sizable amount of soldiers in lion armor. From each outlook, there's a small grouping of soldiers with bows and crossbows aimed at the ready in case anyone gets too close. They have their bows trained on you, but it is a precaution. You guys continue on, though, past that and to the left, and you keep going. You start to make your way in the direction of the upper reach, which you can see ahead, kind of up above at like a half level. Navigating, you navigate through various barrack towns and training grounds. It takes you a while, but you finally make it to these lavish gates leading into the educational district of the city. There's a lean-to just outside this little landing area, guarded by a large regiment of soldiers in bear and wolf armor, and a queue of people waiting to get inside. 
A clerk in modest black robes with yellow trim sits within the small structure and grants people passage. Triss also nods an acknowledgement to him, and he, too, nods as well. He uh, steps up, gets up from his, his uh, desk, and walks over to you guys with a... He grabs about as many bands as there are, you guys, and he, he says, as part, of, as part of a precaution, we put these on as location in case anything is to go wrong. There's no ill effects. This is just something that we can scry in the case of emergency. While you're up here amongst our students, here you go. These are required before passing through. She, he hands it to Triss, these bands, and she passes them each to you. They're just simple bands that they're, they're, not, they're kind of wide. They just jangle a little bit, but they're not, like, oppressive. Okay, simple it doesn't click. It doesn't watch us by. restrict. I just kind of stare at Yusuf and Taslin. Just a, what my eyes are saying is I don't particularly like to be tracked or to be necessarily bound, but... Tris does notice your apprehensive ap- yeah. apprehension. Yeah, better. I hesitate too. And she mentions this is temporary. They, you can toss them as soon as you leave this place. We don't rightly care; they're cheap, but they're just a, a, a trace point for us in case something up above goes wrong. Understood. You can understand our reservation. Uh, understand? Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, it is more of <clears throat> crossing our T's and dotting our I's, as it certainly. were. Uh, because, again, I am leading you guys in, and if something goes wrong and I cannot report of you, that is the end of my career. Understood. Uh, what say you all? I put one on. And it's just a simple band. It is light. Nothing to it. It, does, like, it doesn't even latch. It just kind of sits on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's nothing I, special about it. I actually um, take mine, and I clip it into the little carrier that I have for my tarot cards on my side. Okay. And yeah, the rest of you guys put them on. Brad, Bradford's already put his on, but he, he notices some some engraving on the inside. He goes, "Live strong." <laughs> <laughs> what? It's you know the Asimars say that a lot. The clerk nods in approval. Thank you, folks. Uh, continue on. You may go through. And uh, nice to see you again, Tris. And she nods curtly. And he's like, hmm, "Cool." Goes back to his uh, his place, screening other people. So we're on tier three now. Uh, yeah. Okay. They motion for you to pass through and opening the gates just enough to grant you entrance. Immediately, you notice the building's kind of up on this this half level. Opt for a blend of Tudor and Victorian style and feature a lot more flourish than the areas below. They spent some budget here. Parks and gardens are peppered throughout, with which are comprised multiple stories. You know, a few different levels of park. It's a bit different from the, the previous floors, the previous levels of trust. And very beautiful. I think with the colder weather and the light snowfall that, you know, these commons would be empty. But there's a heavy throng of students passing to and fro, coming and going, all eager to get to their classes or just lounging out and about. The place has an eager, lively feel. Almost immediately, you come across a moderately sized Victorian-style structure with a maroon facade and black trim. There's a signpost above the entry that reads, expectedly, uh, Administration. And you make your way inside, noting the musty bookish smell as you enter. You uh, see, as Tris guides you in, artwork that lines the hall of this building. And not all of it is from Talia Medusa. You see a few that you recognize, like copies of from below or lower levels. But a lot of different art, a lot of it very immaculate and very well done. As you pass through, you notice that each adjoining room in this long hallway is its own office, with shelves neatly packed with ledgers and manuscripts and other books. 
you see a small hand, a small smattering of people in each room, uh, poring over information in each of these in more of an official, more in an office way. At the end of the main hall is a larger room, a more official-looking and ornate room from your vantage point. And through the doorway, you see a half-elf man notice you and approach. Uh, he's got moderate height. He's slim, with long gray hair pinned back into a ponytail. One eye is blue, and the other eye is green. Um, he wears proper attire with long sleeve, with a long sleeve button-up and vest. It's hard to tell his age, but he looks a little on the older side. Uh, yes, may I help you? Triss kind of bows politely, points to each of you. These are guests. They are looking for a specific someone. Uh, we've given them passage through. They are banded. Uh, and this is where I must leave you all. Our friend here, Fenris, uh, can help you out. Good day. She nods curtly to each of you and starts to back towards the door. Oh, Triss, I'm going to miss you. Sure, and she. <laughs> she I like blow her a little kiss. She. Um, thank you. As a, as a testament you, to how much you've been through together, she reluctantly catches it, <laughs> and, and, and bows out and leaves. Tris, we should have no issue uh, heading down, as long as we're heading downward. Correct. Okay. Yep. Uh, this this band gives you a little bit of. I mean, it's noticeable. It gives you a bit of leeway here, and now that you are talking to. The administrators, you're good. Okay, but we shouldn't have any issues in the second level. No. Okay. And she makes her leave of you. Uh, Fenris, who is named, he looks you over. So yes, you're visiting us for what reason? We're looking for a student, I think. Her name is Talia Medusa, and we have something that belongs to her. Uh, An heirloom, something important. Talia Medusa, sure. He reaches down. There's a, a moderate-sized book attached to his hip by a, a long chain. And just, you can see it starts to say directory, but some of the words have faded a little bit. He pulls it up, opens it, skims through it with uh, long fingers. Mm, yes, uh, that would be uh, the Wolf Dormitory ZFR 305. He gives you visual directions, kind of pointing with his hands. You pass through the street there and... Go along. Um, if you want, if you give me maybe just a minute, I can clear up my my work here and lead you to the place and guide you. The Wolf Dormitory is a, our biggest dormitory, and it is a little confusing, I will admit. If you wish, I can take you. Or if you want to t- deal with it yourselves, that is totally fine. Um, I think if you think that we would be uh, not meet with any grand resistance, now that we are banded, I believe we will take our leave of you and let you be uh, about your business. Thank you. A, Thank you. Thank you for the consideration. Yes. Um, if ever you, if you find yourself lost in the dormitory, there are signs pointing to various directions and that number code will get you very far and any of the students there will know exactly where you need to go. Very good. Thank you very much, Venris. Thank you all. Uh, enjoy your stay up here in the upper reach and uh, don't stay too long. He kind of does a uncharacteristic wink that suggests he might be bantering and then he just makes <laughs> his leave back. of back. Yeah. Ah, he's pleased and makes his way back to his work. I lean a little bit over to Lisa and I'm like, they really love the animal themes here. Mm-hmm. And it's all the same. Yeah. Well, flying eagle, bear. Yeah, I wonder. It was the same as the coins that we had last yeah. night. It's true. It's like there's a theme. Uh, Ran, Ran, is there some liturgical or historical significance to all the animal themes? I'm not sure that I would know that. Uh, unless it's, it's 
I mean, unless you, I know something about the masonry. <laughs> I mean, you craft the arm. You've helped. You've crafted arms. Yes. What are the uh, yeah. the different? <clears throat> oh, sorry. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> I would say uh, roll history check on that. Just simple history check. It's like the very straightforward names of everything. Okay. Uh, 16. 16? Yeah, that's good enough. Um, you've been here long enough to kind of catch the motif of the animals participating in the the storm or the circle of nature, and their part to play is tempestuous, and that all feeds into this this glory of life and death and battle and the battle of nature. Yeah, it does have a religious significance in terms of the Stormlord Chord and the way these people are. That. <laughs> Interesting. I'd say that. <laughs> Some something about yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, on the way there, I'm going to pull Taslin aside and and just say, "You have some skill in the arcane, yes?" I would say more than some, but yes. Well, you know, uh, not to presume. Um, will you can you help me keep an eye on? I'm curious about these various wards that seem to pop up every once in a while. Are they something we can see visually? Are they inscribed somewhere? I mean, it seems like there's a variety of them for different things, and uh, I've tried to keep an eye out, but I haven't really... We seem to be in constant threat of having someone's eyes on us or having something dampened or revoked, and I just would like to know if push comes to shove, there's some way to manipulate that. I suppose I haven't really been noticing, but... If you point Again, them out or I feel them, I'd certainly inspect. Okay. I mean, I hey, partially hey, put this bracelet on this part because on my... I hooked it here instead of putting it in my arm in case we needed to ditch them quickly. Sure. Hate to be paranoid, but it doesn't hurt to keep an eye out. You uh, make your leave of the administrative building and start to head north uh, per the directions of Fenris that he gave you. And you see the... After a time, you see the Wolf Dormitory, a long Baroque-style building with a courtyard and archway entrance out front. A lot of real estate. One of the first things you notice upon entering the area is that there's not a male to be seen anywhere. You see humans with a smattering of Asimar, Furbolg, and Half-Elf, and all female. Those that notice you give you a brief concerned look, hurry their step, but otherwise, you know, move on to whatever they're doing. You see a few tall trees that dot the courtyard with wooden seating that wraps around the base in kind of like an elegant little bench design that wraps around the tree itself. Uh, On one of these, you happen to notice a frazzled-looking Barney strumming away at a lute. She doesn't seem to notice you, but on her lap rests an Asimar just resting her head on her lap, looking relaxed. The music is faint and gentle, and she seems to be more just humming softly and again pays you no mind as you continue through (laughs) yeah inside the dormitory you so much hate for our lovely barney (laughs) (laughs) she's serenading it seems like inside the dormitory is like it was said from fenris a bit of a labyrinth the corridors and stairs and halls going in all directions is a bit intimidating at first but like he also said the signs do point you in the direction you need to go and you take about maybe 10, 15 minutes of travel. You finally reach a doorway with that code on it, ZFR305. And next to it, uh, you see characters written Talia M and a spot under her name where another person might be, but it looks erased kind of hurriedly. You are at the door. Well, Joey, mm-hmm. um, 
It takes a moment. One second. You hear a few footsteps, faint footsteps. And the door opens. And you see before you a bright blue-haired gnome that looks up at you. Her hair is pulled back into a ponytail with a few strands that escape. Paint dabs over her face and hair and just kind of all over as if she hadn't really, wasn't too attentive. Uh, Goggles rest atop her head. And around her neck is a wolf pendant. She looks between you all confused and kind of tilts her head. Uh... May I help you? Talia Medusa? Uh, yes. Who... <clears throat> who are you? My name is Yusuf. Um, we have sought you out to uh, return something that we believe you would want. Um, well, I <clears throat> reach into my satchel and I uh-huh. pull out the locket and I offer it to her. Her eyes go wide when she sees the locket, and she snatches it from you faster than you might expect. have expected. She looks at it for a while and sniffs a little bit, and you can see kind of on the you can see on the sides of her face moisture as she looks at it, looks it over. She pops it open, stares at it for a while. Where did you find this? It was uh, it was on the body of a of a woman and I'm assuming you know who that is. We do not know her name. If Talia could shrink anymore in her frame, she would. Let's see. She's able to stand, but you sense she starts to shake a bit a little bit. I know this um, may seem very difficult, but um, we retrieved this under some very fraught circumstances. Uh, and uh, we'd like to, if you're able and comfortable, um, ask you a few questions. She pops open her locket as well, kind of yanks it off of her neck and pops open looks. Yeah, I, come in, come in. The place is not very big. It'll be kind of cramped. You walk in and true to form, it is a really small place. But all of you are able to fit. She sits next to an easel of a half-painted picture of the Asimar woman you saw. What was her name? Uh, her name was Alcina. Alcina. Alcina Grezimira. We, I guess you could say we were, we were sisters. We were adopted sisters. She lost her parents. And I lost mine and seemed kind of convenient. She was really into making her ascension. So she she was a student here with you as well? Uh, only one of us could afford to go. She took to adventuring to get me in, and she was good at it and, and the money I needed, but she could not afford it. So she enlisted. For a while that worked, and... She couldn't quite master the pit of storms, could never fully ascend, so after a time, she left, took up adventuring. Uh, When did you see her last? We spoke once before she left, very briefly. She was excited, (laughs) excited to be out and about and on the adventure, the thought of meeting combat and 
proving something, I, that she was worthy, seemed like a good plan. I just, I didn't want her to go, and I never wanted to go. Was she alone when she left? Well, I imagine not. I imagine there were more than just her going, but when we saw each other, it was just her. She was geared up and <laughs> really excited. Did she tell you anything about her adventure beyond her excitement, where she was going, how you could reach her? She said she wouldn't be far, that if those green lights kept going in the mountain, that I could look at them and know she was over there figuring it out. So that's why she went for the green lights? Yeah. Other than that, I don't know much more, but it is a good view from out here in the campus. Somewhere did you over the green mountain? <laughs> did you, um, on the new year, did you see the lights? Did you feel the earthquake? I did. And I have to admit, I was worried. I didn't sleep that night. And I guess... I guess I know why. Well, I'll reach out try to put my stay hand to comfort her on her shoulder or whatever makes sense. Yeah, but now the, the waterworks are, are going. Oh, yeah. Please, no. Um, she died in valor. These four lives um, are alive today, partly because of her fight. Um, I see. And for that, we are grateful. I see. That would have pleased her. Point of order. <laughs> um, yeah. She was the one that we found in the dungeon, correct? Yeah. Okay. In the cell. Cool. Before she left, did she seem entirely herself? Like she was with you? Yeah. Just very eager and had her wits about her, I guess. Is that what you mean? Like under some spell or something? Or? Just that she would remember your conversation. Oh, yeah. She seemed to know who I was. How long ago did she leave? Not too long after the the glowing, the green light started. When did they start? She thinks back. Roughly... I had to put a date to it. Uh, fiscal three, I think, because I, I do remember thinking it kind of odd that it was the you know the last month before the year, before the year end, the year turn, and I was like maybe it was some sort of celebratory thing or some I don't know magical shenanigans. I, I mean that's probably ridiculous. I mean. Why would that be caused by anything but a storm or some weird freak thing? I don't know. I don't think anything seems ridiculous after what we saw on that mountain. Your sister was really brave. And I'm sorry to keep asking so many questions, but... It's okay. Did she have any other friends, any other people that she left behind? And she tears up more. No. She had me. I'm so sorry. I know what it's like to be too alone in the world. It's and to little, have it become one. 
Yeah. How was she um, contacted for her employment? Do you know? Who, uh, who, how did she uh, ask about um, for people looking for employ of adventurers? She didn't say, but I mean, with those types of things, any, any old tavern or bar, people tend to talk and we don't get to go out too much, at least outside of our campus, but that's usually, um, maybe the Maiden of Storms. I mean, it's big enough to where anyone could rent out space on one of the floors and organize a party. And I mean, it is very easy. Yeah. Did she, I know you reside here now at the school. Yeah. Did she keep a residence elsewhere in the city or was she staying with you or? We managed to get a small little place on the second level. Um, not a great place, but it was out of Vagabond Row. I wouldn't have been able to get up any further, but she she did what she could to get us closer to the top. It was um, <clears throat> As they were kind of like talking about her and the waterworks started, uh-huh. uh, Taslin actually got kind of like really stiff uh-huh. and walked out. Walked out? Yeah. She's just hanging out in the hallway. Hanging out in the hallway? Mm-hmm. Uh, while you're out in the hallway and you, you hear them asking questions back and forth, just do a quick um, charisma saving throw. Ho, 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 ho. Uh, oh, thank God. Um, Twelve. Twelve. As you're sitting out there, you have stopped paying attention to their talking. You... In the back of your mind, start to hear a faint, gnarled, drippy voice just chant something imperceptible. It is very faint, but it just is the weirdest sound. You look around, and I mean, this is a normal hallway in a large building, but it just keeps chanting over and over again, and it rises and falls in intensity, and eventually it just dissipates as if nothing were there. And you can barely even remember. Like, it just it was there, and then it was gone. Can I do, like, a arcana? Sure. Mm-mm-mm. Fifteen. There's something familiar about this. And as you're thinking on this, you do get a, a slight headache in the back of your head, and this does feel very familiar. But it's hard to place. You've felt this before, but you don't really remember. Hmm. Can I insight check Talia? Sure. She's a bard, and seeing Barney just made me remember how good they are at yeah, fucking yeah. with I'll people. I'll do the same thing <laughs> with my ears of deceit. Sick. Oh, no. I'm really glad you did it. Hey, I'm really glad I have this feat. Um, cause that, <laughs> yeah, because he didn't roll very well. Because that three becomes, I believe, an eight. Here, let's see. Well, I rolled a natural I wanna make one. Sure. Uh, so it turns out I'm a sympathy crier, guy. <laughs> oh, yeah, you, you, you are. You've started, you've wrapped your arm around her, and you've just started letting, letting her cry. She's, she can't hold, she can't play it tough anymore. Okay, so uh, perception, then that becomes a 13. 
13. Yeah. Um, you don't notice anything out of the ordinary from Tal- uh, Talia or anything sinister or meditated or planned or anything spell related. She's the genuine article in grieving. Talia did. Was she still in residence there before she left? Did you guys keep that place after you moved up here? She did. I I did not. I kept my stuff with me, and she kept the place up. And um, would it be? I know a bit impolite, but would it be all right if just because of the mystery? Um, if we took a look at it, if we went and took a look, would you give us the address? She takes a moment, kind of wipes her eyes, and composes herself. I. Suppose not. I would. I guess I would ask that if there's anything there of hers, just leave it as is. Anything important, like don't steal anything. Certainly. Um, if uh, we find anything that is uh, particularly pertinent to the um, questions that we are seeking answers to, we will. Uh, leave you a small compensation and some sort of written note of anything that was moved or misplaced. Okay. Yes, now that I know she will, will not be coming back, I should arrange for the stuff to be moved. She, after a while this, she's finally composed herself, she does look back to you, Yusuf, for a moment and just kind of eyes you. She eyes you. You, you, you remind me of something. Um, someone or nah, it's more of a legend or something. <sighs> Have you ever been to Dagna Roos? Wait, is that the the gnome? The gnome play? Like, uh, yeah. <clears throat> like yes. Um, why do you ask? Well, there's. I mean, I'm originally from there, and and uh. I. I've heard of he kind of he kind of dips his head a little bit and just kind of nods and smiles. He's like, I've heard of well, there's stories. There, gnomish children there sometimes hear stories. And while we while I had parents, they gave me uh, an interesting story of the the Red Devil of Dagnarus. <clears throat> I just kind of I just kind of glance at the other two. Okay, I'm just like oh yeah. man, he kind of blushes a little bit. In the story, they say Hell had enough of his shenanigans and <laughs> spat him back out into the material plane. That's how the rumor went. He landed in our home and was our protector. I don't know. Uh, it is just, there are some things in the description that remind me of it. A nice little memory of bedtime stories. Well, I mean... Legends often sprout from somewhere. Maybe maybe there is such a person out there. Maybe. <clears throat> yes, you may, you all may go check it out. She writes down the address. It's uh, a tucked away place in Merchant Town. Uh, strangely enough, amongst the Smithy's Anvil and the housing that's there for the, the Smithers. Or rather... As you've passed around, Bramran, you recognize that as a Smithy's Anvil address. 
whereas you guys might ne not necessarily. Okay. Uh, I I point that out. Okay. Very good then. Um, we'll be in town. Uh, Lisa, quick, uh, do a constitution saving throw. 19. Uh, you start to get a headache in the back of your head, and it's painful. Natalia sighs. I'm going to kind of, like, poke my head around the door and be like, try and get Fetter's attention. Fetter. What? Come here. Natalia, uh, if you'll excuse me for a moment. Sure, uh, yes. You... Back out. You're excused. Uh, yeah, what's going on? Something weird listen just like really listen okay you hear nothing you don't hear anything no there's there's mm, there's oh god what was it it was it was it was a sound it was mm, it i can't quite place it do you think we're being followed no it was it was it was magical. It was it. The bracelet? No, 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 no. It it reminded me of the mountain. Interesting. Do you think it's because we're here? I don't know. Something. Something's off. Something's. Uh, something's just wrong. And Yusuf and Bremen, you guys are in there, but you can hear that you can kind of hear them talking unless you guys are whispering. Yeah, I'm no, no, of, we're, we're this we're is like, a stage sh whisper. Okay, yeah, then, this is, then yeah, you just yeah. know that they're they've left and they're not in the room anymore. And Talia's just kind of yeah, if she's if she's still like I'm consoling her as best yeah. I can. Um, and they say your head really hurts. Bremen yeah, is I, just very confused, and <laughs> and that's about it. He's he's. Uh, you guys keep half telling him why you're doing things, and he doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, yeah, he he has no idea what's going on. Yeah, uh, Yusuf, you notice that Bramran is starting to look very confused and, like you said, and uncomfortable in this this place. Well, um, thank you, Talia, for um, for your time. I'm sorry we were the. Uh, Bears of bad news. Um, That's okay. But, uh... uh Bramran, quick. Roll a... Perception check? Passive perception? Or active. Is, uh, is this... Should this be an active, active one? Active one. Roll, like... Because yeah. you're trying to look anywhere but at her, and you have this opportunity okay. to notice. Okay, well, I got... And... Perception, so I got a 12. 12? Uh, you're, again, you're confused. You're trying to figure out why you're here. You happen to look off to the side, and you notice a rough sketch um, design or blueprint or outline of the the sign for Sarah's salacious spa. It's tucked behind a few things, but you, you notice the features. The salacious um, features. Yep. So that, I, uh, I just kind of walk over to it and, and uh, you know, without being too invasive, uh -huh. you know, she's an artist. I just figure it's art, 
so who worked on it. I recognize it. <laughs> I don't want to interrupt the conversation, and I kind of, you know, maybe nudge it a little bit to see it better and just kind of look at it more closely. Sure. Uh, also, while you're doing that, just a quick deck save. A, a deck save, okay. Yeah. Because well. it's kind of behind some things. Oh. Some things are stacked on it. Right. Well, I got a, I got a one. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> You, you kind of <laughs> so try I, to... <laughs> I guess I knock it all over. <laughs> you get a hold of the picture. You kind of grab at it, and you manage to grab it, but because of the kind of the thickness of your, your fingers, you bump into the stuff around it, and there's a book that falls over, knocks into another thing, and a basic domino effect of a, a, a bunch of manuscripts falling down, and you're still holding on to the picture of Sarah as everyone kind of looks over and sees what who why what that racket was you see if you see it and, and so sarah's the the naked dwarf statue right yes yeah. yes <laughs> so yeah uh so now i'm i'm standing with a naked dwarf a drawing of a naked dwarf uh, and uh, and i'm like uh there's a there's a long beat of silence before surprisingly talia starts to laugh a little bit <laughs> ah you, you found you found like that you know, he was a little interested in that statue the other night because we went to the spa and like, did you very finely crafted? <clears throat> yes. Uh, yes. At the sound of the mm. crashing and banging in there, uh-huh. I'm just gonna be like, shit, and I'm just gonna, I'm gonna stay here, and I'm gonna duck back in, just almost like, <laughs> like hand in my coat, but not right. like out, and just jump in, and you back s- into the room. Yeah, you see a gnome laughing her ass off now at this point and Bramran awkwardly holding a picture of a, a, a naked dwarf how woman. does Lysa look she a little she little. looks a little out of it actually she's con- like you've not seen this expression on her and I'll look at her looks pained and look back towards the door and I'll be like uh, Ms. Medusa thank you very much um before we cause any more chaos in your life, I think we'll take our leave of you. Uh, we'll let you know if... Uh, we'll leave notice if uh, anything there pertains to the okay. mysteries uh, that we're trying to investigate. Sure, sure. Uh, dwar- uh, what was your name, Dwarf? Um, Bra- Bramran Stonebreaker. Um, Bramran, you, you can have that picture if you want. Oh, oh, th- th- <clears throat> thank you. Thank you. And I, I roll it up. Very delicately and and uh, and, and stow it. <laughs> okay, and it, it is a well designed <clears throat> picture. Bramran Bramran uh, kind of reaches into his pouch to to try to offer a couple, uh, you know, a gold or two at least. Is I I don't I'm not she uh, much for drawings, but she um, she reaches her her small hand and kind of places it on yours, and it is so much smaller compared to yours. She's like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's, it was a fun design, and I have no more use of it. It's just there, and you gave me a nice moment, a nice reprieve. Thank you. She does not take your money. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you um, know Sarah, then? <clears throat> she... <laughs> <laughs> She, yeah, she's she's a funny individual. She came by and requested it, and 
I guess people recommended me for designing or something. And she had, um, oh, who would, who did she have? Who was she trying? She, she claimed that she had a, a dragon person making something for her. I don't know. Would I, would I know any dragon masons? Yeah. Dragonborn masons? If you want to do, I mean... I mean, isn't given... his boss a dragonborn baby? <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> she had white scales and any white dragonborns? Is, is yeah. that is that my boss? I don't know. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes. Okay. Yes, it is your oh. boss. Mm. Yes. <laughs> I, I, as soon I as she mentions, remember. and it's interesting because your boss Majira has not been very vocal about her own personal projects, mm. but. Yeah, it's an interesting point of something you may have over your boss in terms of interesting story or information. I feel like I might have seen. I wouldn't have seen it at the at the. I mean, it's a forge, not a you know mason thing. But obviously, I do both. Right, you you mason and a wait. So did you only do the design, Miss Medusa, or did you make the statue? I just did the design. I. I drew the the plans for it, and uh, I mean, it's the first time I wanted to do it. It was the first time no, I ever. The statue was very highly well high well crafted. Only uh, only a very experienced stonemason could uh, could create such a thing. It's like very, your boss. Fine. Are you, uh, your your boss? You I, you worked at the uh, oh what was it? It was the flame strike. Something like that. The flame strike the fire strike sounds good to me <laughs> uh, sarah seemed really excited she had never seen a like she loved the fact that a a dragon person was making her her stone likeness and i mean sarah was like make sure that uh my breasts were really well defined and i was like okay cool she succeeded admirably <laughs> interesting <laughs> interesting yeah no go ahead keep the picture it's it was a fun time that's interesting. Lisa's She's, got tears in her eyes because she hurts, but she wants to respond to this. <laughs> yeah, you, you, there's this mix between pain and amusement for Lisa. And she's like, ha ha ow, ha ha ow, ha ha ow. Wait, I, I need to get going. I am so, so sorry, Talia. Um, oh, that's fine. Yes, don't let me keep you. Are you all right? Oh yeah, I've already got. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm, a hand kind of slid up under her arm, and uh, yeah, we should we should go. Okay, well, if if you're ever around the area again, just feel free to stop by, and and she sees you all to the the hallway again, and gently closes the door behind her, gently nudging each of you out, and going back to her her grieving process. Okay. You find you all find yourselves out in the hallway. So I'm gonna like try to huddle us up real quick. Um, and be like, something's going on. What just happened, Lisa? Just a flash of pain in the back of my head. I well, not a flash. It's just it hurts. I it came out of nowhere. And what happened to you? I heard something in the hallway that wasn't right. It was it was whispering. It was repeating. Is the pain uh, in my head similar to what I felt when I flashed toward the mountain before I lost my memory? Uh, yes. Fuck. <laughs> uh, Yusuf, do a um, deck save. 
Jeez, charisma, constitution, dex, great, all of them. <clears throat> yeah, it seems to be the lowest score for everybody. Uh, Actually, charisma was nine. my highest. Boom. Nine? You start to, you know, you're trying to figure out what's going on with everybody. You feel really weak in the knees, and you collapse to, uh, on your hands and knees. Just suddenly, you're suddenly looking at the floor, just... Okay, so when that happens, I have um, a feat called Eye for Detail as part of my class. Mm -hmm. It says you can use a bonus action to make a perception check to spot a hidden creature or object or to make an investigation check to uncover or decipher clues. Okay. And I just want to do both sides of the... um, both sides of the hallway just to see if anything's trying to get the drop on us or something. Mm -hmm. So that is a 21. 21. There's, you can't, there's no, um, you don't perceive anything causing people to fall, like, your party to fall over or have a headache, but you sense this, uh, you sense a change in the air. Okay. Something feels wrong. I've got, like, my hands cupped into my sleeves to, to go for the, the stash daggers mm-hmm. on my forearms. But apart from that... The hallway seems normal. It's just you feel this effect. You, you're starting to notice this effect on everybody and the the wrong feeling of it. I could have sworn I was just in this position, only vertical. What's going on? God damn it. <sighs> Bramran, you notice your, these tiefling friends of yours. They're starting to act a little mm-hmm. weird. Uh, I'm looking around for... Oh, I'm, I'm looking at them to, to see if I can tell what's wrong. Um... I'm looking around uh, to see if they're under attack by some sort of, you know, magic user or entity or whatever. I don't know. I don't have any... I don't really know what's going on enough to, to do anything beyond that. Okay. Uh, I will uh, kind of instinctively put my hand on my Warhammer. <laughs> um, uh, uh, Fetter. But, uh, shit. Uh... <laughs> Roll a charisma saving throw. Fourteen. Uh, Fourteen? Yeah. You manage to catch it, and it doesn't affect you, but you feel this urge to leave the building. Just head out the exit. Something like this place feels small, but because of your high roll and you're just where the state you were in. You managed to suppress it, but that act of being able to suppress it does alarm you a bit. Okay. Uh, something just tried to nudge me to go. Um, you got it. You got it. You got it too. Yes. So I think so, we all have it at this point. So I try to stand. Uh, I feel like that's I fine. did before we were on the mountain. I don't know what to do. Um, two things. The force to go, the fact that I was thinking that perhaps we should go, because I sure as hell don't want to be used as somebody else's puppet again, but the fact that they, the message that was sent to me was to try to go almost makes me want to stay and figure out what the fuck's going on. Why here? Why by Talia? Her blood? No, it's not her blood. They weren't actual sisters. The lockets. Uh, that's that's a very thin uh, thread. It, who is has anybody in the party not been targeted yet? You. You. 
Huh. Uh, okay. I'm I'm going to cast Sanctuary on myself, I guess. Okay. Uh, that that wards me against uh, uh, against attack. If so, if anybody targets me with an attack or a harmful spell, they must first make a Wisdom saving throw. Gotcha. Okay. Um, on a failed save, they need to choose a new target or lose the attacker spell. Gotcha. Uh, uh, how long does that last? Uh, one minute. One minute? Okay. Uh, d- can either of you see... Fair. Are- yes. When it... Sorry. When it wanted you to go, where did you want to go? Outside. Out of here. Just outside? Or out of the a, building. In a particular direction? Claustrophobic. No, literally away from this spot. Which is why I was headed until that happened. Taslin, what did you hear? What did, did you want anything? Could you understand it? It was, <clears throat> it was sounds. It was, um... I draw my sword. Okay. Amber Amaran, you see Yusuf draw his sword. She kind of, like, I'm kind of, I'm struggling to kind of, like, remember. I'm like, I think it was chanting. It was chanting something. Did you recognize the language or anything? It was gone before I could really... Can you... Can anyone see the arcane? Can anyone... I've been trying to look again, board sigils. It seems... Like something being done to us. When the chant... When I was hearing the chanting... Uh-huh. Did it just kind of come out of nowhere and fade out of nowhere? Or did it seem like it was going in a particular direction? Kind of came out of nowhere and left back to nowhere. And it was... No, because... As a point of comparison, like when you were in the crypt and the Raven Queen was around you, there that was that, that felt different. That was like a caress, an embrace, more of a whispered sweet nothing. It, it felt safer. This just felt invasive to the back of your mind. Like, it was faint and you could hear it, but it was foreign. It felt foreign. And Lisa, your, your headache starts to subside a bit. What are the rooms uh, directly adjacent? Kind of the, the you know to where we are in the hallway. Uh, it's just a long hallway of other rooms with similar doors with two names on it. Actually, all of them, as you notice, have two names on there. Uh, Talia's is the only one without a name. The name on Talia's door, though, looks rubbed out. Yeah. Um, is there anything left of it? Like, can I investigate and see if there's any, like... Sure, go ahead. Latent marks or whatever. Jesus balls. All right, <laughs> well, sick. That's a natural one. It's just uh, dark it's, smudges. It's too late for me to assist her with that, I guess. Are there, yeah. are there any windows in this hallway looking outside? Uh, not immediately. If you get to the end of the hall, there's a, a nice stained glass window. Not stained glass, but just like a nice tall glass window that you can see out. I, m- I move to that window. Okay. Uh, I'm going to knock on the door again. On Talia's door? Yeah. Sure. Talia. She... Opens the door slightly, looks out. Yeah, yes? I'm very sorry. Oh, um, no, don't worry. At first, I uh, I assumed the nameplate on your door meant that uh, you'd roomed here with your sister. Did you have a roommate? Uh, I did have a roommate uh, a while ago when I first joined. They um, they died. Uh, it was a, a furbolg. I guess um, they weren't... Uh, I would not... Uh, I'd rather not talk about it. So, yeah, she's... Evasive of explaining further, but it doesn't sound sinister in nature. It seems like not a good situation. Okay. 
This was longer than a month ago, yeah. Yes, it was my first, uh, my first week here. And let's just say, like, since then, no, I mean, no one wants to be in the dormitory where someone died. Why have you stayed? Did they not give you the option to switch? They did. Uh, I just felt that I shouldn't let something like this control my life. Death is part of it, and it is, I guess, a natural way, I suppose. But, I mean, death happens. I cannot, I cannot escape it. They didn't escape it. Ear for deceit, Insight. please. Yeah. Oh, oh Advantage. God. Yeah, yeah. Well, the six becomes an eight, so... Uh, my six stays a six. <laughs> and so does my five. Uh, plus seven, so 15. 15? Yeah. She's being honest. I mean, right. You get the sense that, like, that she doesn't seem too superstitious about something like that. Right. But a lot more artsy types might. Sure. Um, all right. Sorry to bother you again. Oh, no, no problem. Are you feeling okay? You look a little... No, no, just... it's okay. Okay. Um, all right. I've... We spared you the details of what happened to us. Um, I'm, I'm sorry if anything bad happened. I... Yeah. But, uh... If anyone comes around, if anyone also follows up uh, asking questions about your sister, please. Uh, we're at uh, the Heavenly Rest. Sure. Please come and yeah. find us, yes? Okay. I, w- I will. Okay, thank you. All right. And she gently closes the door, latches it. During all that, I kind of like turned to you, Slip, and I was like, put your sword away. She that. Okay. Is there other... Are there other floors to the building? Are there other... Like, yeah, like five or six. That's pretty big. I mean, I can't... I've got no sense of whether there's something else here or... I just any time someone tries to push me out the door, I reflexively put my foot... Yeah. Um, Have there been any other students in this hallway since we've been out there? Not really. Okay. I'm going to go down to the window. Okay. And take a look outside. The window almost overlooks the courtyard where you were, but off enough to where it's you kind of have to you have to tilt your head a little bit to see. Uh, you know, I uh, I just want to point out that we we are all wearing scrying devices on our on our persons, so there is a very good chance that they don't have line of sight on us if uh, if it is somebody atta- uh, you know targeting us with a magic spell out of character by the way. <laughs> no, that's true, but I don't I don't necessarily know that this is coming from the city or its normal uh, inhabitants. Should we go outside? Uh, yeah, let's cautiously make our way out, I suppose. I think we should get to Alcina's place. Yeah. Have a look around. Bran Bran, you said it's in your neighborhood? Did I? Oh, no, he didn't. My bad shit. <laughs> um, uh, the, the, uh, he recognized the address. He recognized yeah. the address, but I don't know if you specified. Okay. Uh, I mean, if it, it was a, a mason, it was probably in my ward. Uh. Well, let's make all haste. If someone was spying on us, they're probably headed that way. Yeah, you guys make yeah. your way down. Uh, surprisingly easy to get your way out of the, the dormitory. The half-elf was right. The... As uh, we're leaving the dormitory, I'm actually going to, I guess I should probably roll, unless I may not need to roll a sleight of hand, but I'm going to unlatch 
my tarot card holder and uh-huh. just kind of let the bracelet naturally like slip out. Okay. No, you don't need to. No one's at that immediate, like the immediate entryway of the place. And yeah, it just clacks. It has a reverberating sound, but there's no one to really pay attention. And yeah, you guys make your way out into the courtyard. And just eyes out for people that look out of place or anything. Anyone looking at us. As we're, as we're booking it, yeah. like, again, like not like full sprint, but like as we're quickly making our way out of the. Yeah, yeah. You still see Barney over there serenading the Asimar woman at the tree and a bunch of other students are walking to and fro. The only like people eyeing you suspiciously, again, are the people who see you for the first time. You are a little bit uh, different looking and you're kind of booking it really fast. Do I would I... say do a perception check. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'm helping. Okay. I guess. Uh, 17. 17? Yeah. Uh, awesome. The air, you, you feel the air thicker around you, uh, more humid than would be expected for something this high up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Does uh, Taslin feel it too? Or uh, did I get the character name right? Yeah, no, <laughs> you did. You took off her, you her did. wrist. Yeah. Okay. Every, all of you feel that even okay. even you, Bramran, feel the, the change in the air. And it's to you, Bramran, it reminds you of just that humidity of around the forge after you've had that blast of heat and there's that that change in the air was it similar to when we got attacked when we got attacked in the in the, camp. In the woods yes roll a constitution save everybody all of us everyone okay uh for for bramran though change yours to dex please oh okay uh, non-natural 20. I got an 11. Okay, non-natural 20, 11, 10. What are my rolls? I got a 3. Okay, so 11. Mine's a 3. A 3? Okay. I assume it's been more than, okay, ne- never mind. My sanctuary spell's worn off by, the, by now. Yeah, it's been a little bit more than a minute. 21. 21. As you guys are making your way and you're booking it, you happen to pass by Barney and she recognized she's like oh you guys and as she's saying that she seems kind of confused like what's going on and immediately a splitting headache just shrieks across your brain those who got under 15 and Lisa you happen to trip and fall into Bramran and knock him down and you hear almost immediately this loud screeching grinding sound just echo the loudest it has ever been it's a split second and you see a large gash tear across the sky in front of you. Just rip oh. as wide. And can I see this? You can see this too. This is okay. fucked up. <laughs> you see them, you see them all affected. Uh, those mm-hmm. who got under 15 uh, and just a burst of air, uh, dark smoke shoots through and almost barraging his way, th- its way through like, you know, the football players who go through the thing, you see this large... Linebackers? Yeah, linebackers, this large toad-like thing burst through and land. He has moss-colored skin, and it seems to emanate dark smoke. Bones of some creature form its armor, and in its one hand holds a gnarled obsidian staff up top, which rests a ram-horned skull in whose eye sockets are bright red gemstones that seem to blaze. After that toad-like creature bursts its way in, you see another familiar creature slump flop out and more, open its midsection more vag faces 
Just one. And mm. this is where we will roll initiative. Ah. Now look, just because that demon creature looks like a toad doesn't mean that it's a toad. Any relation to folk like me is strictly coincidental and frankly quite insulting to the honest people such as me and mine. And I'm handsome as shit, so I honestly do not understand the comparison. <clears throat> anyway, our heroes are in quite a predicament, so you'll have to come back next time and with much better air to hear more about these demon days. Mm -hmm.